you know, you look back and you look at all the mistakes, all the nights you cried and why me and what's going on. And now I'm able to share those testimonies with people that are trying to do the same thing that I'm doing. And it gives me more of a, a passion to be able to smile at them and say, hey, listen, this is going to work. Just trust me. I've made the mistakes and it's not going to be easy. And we might have to pivot, go play A, B, C, B, E or F. But at the end of the day, as long as you set a goal and you want it, we'll get to the bottom. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season 10, episode six, entitled, There is Always a Lesson to Learn with D. Blair Tate. Before we jump into the interview, I wanna tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized. So we all can live a complete and fulfilled life both personally as well as professionally. If you love When Hers United, please invite someone you know to listen and tell your friend to tell a friend. Let's spread the knowledge, y'all. You know, we believe in being empowered and empowering on. Now, without further ado, let's get into season 10, episode six, entitled, There is Always a lesson to learn with D. Blair Tate. All right, we're back with another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur, D. Blair. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Awesome. So glad to have you and to learn from you and to learn about you. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. Good. So before we get started, I'm going to tell you all more about D. Blair. D. Blair Tate is an author. Celebrity health, fitness trainer, coach, master resilience trainer, former professional figure competitor, military training instructor, and successful owner of the eight-figured brand. With a primary focus on mental and physical health, wellness, and making people feel confident about who they are and how they treat themselves, Dee Blair's goal is for those she encounters to reach a place of wholeness in mind, body, and soul. Her passion centers on helping others break through barriers and fully realize their ability to live happy, healthy, and successful lives. <laughs> yeah, I love Listen, we all about that, you know, mind, body, and soul, successful lives. So you are in the right place. and. Let's just get it started, right? So let's start off with you telling us more about your background and what inspired you to start the eight-figured brand. Okay, so that's a long journey because definitely wasn't anything intentional. So I come from a background like just single-parent home, grew up in a small city, just really always wanted to be something in life. Didn't know what it was. Still, when I went to college, didn't know what it was. 
So just been on this path of just trying to identify like what is really my purpose, because I did not want to do something that was just requiring me to just make a living and not be happy about doing it. You know what I mean? I wanted to be in a place where I served a purpose. And what I did was fulfilling not only just for myself, but I wanted it to be something that I was serving others with. So went on this long path, the journey, just kind of making mistakes in life, figuring out what I wanted to do. And I landed into the fitness world. And with the fitness world, one thing just led to another. So nothing was intentional. You know, it was just me just following, okay. I like this. This will work. Okay. I like where this is going. And it landed me to where I am today with the eight figure brand. That was pretty much the last of anything that I ever thought I would do, honestly. You know, and I actually designed my own clothes because I was trying to figure out what I've been to massage therapy school. I started to go to mortician school. I have a degree in computer science. I went to the military. When I tell you, I've pretty much done anything under the sun. But everything that I did kind of molded me into what I'm doing now. Everything basically assisted me in being successful with what I did because I didn't have to hire a designer, very technologically savvy. So I didn't have to get help with maneuvering in the design process, building my own website. So it all just kind of flowed together. That was a lot, I know. I love that. Look, I love that. Look, and we have a lot in common, D. Blair. My bachelor's is in computer science as well. Oh, look at there. Listen, but I do agree, right? So what I want to pull out of what you were saying is those transferable skills. A lot of times we experience things or go through things and it's like feeling like, oh, that was such a waste. You know, like I have this degree in chemistry, but now I'm doing nonprofit work. Like what was the point of me going to school for a degree in chemistry, right? But it sounds like, you know, from what I heard you say, like you allowed those transferable skills to help you where you are today. So what kind of advice would you have for a person that feels like my life has to follow this straight path and this path that I've been dreaming about since I was eight years old, right? It has to look like that, you know, and it's not looking like that. Like what advice would you have for them? If you're spiritual, and you pray to God, and you ask him to order your steps, get out of the way. That's what I would say. Get out of the way because I'm such a person that wants to be in control of everything. And I struggle with that so much. I may have been where I am today sooner if I would have been probably obedient and not try to put my hands in everything and not try to figure everything out myself. And really sometimes just sit still And let what God is doing, no matter how uncomfortable it is to me, let it play out. And I I know I didn't do it. I fought it because I I need to be in control. Mm, Listen, look, you speaking to me, too. I'll never forget the scripture. Be still and know kept coming to me, kept coming to me. And I couldn't even decipher what does be still even mean? I don't even know how to be still. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) that's a word in itself. And piggybacking, you know, off of both of those answers, right? Like that free flow, you know, and believing that things will fall in line the way they're supposed to fall in line. Mm -hmm. So so I want to take a little slight pivot, right? In relation to the health and fitness industry, right? Like what advice would you have for someone listening that wants to get in that industry, but doesn't know where to start or, you know, how to go about it? 
Yeah, anybody that wants to get into it, just like on anything else, you need to connect with the people that's there. You know, don't act like you don't need anybody. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they want to do it themselves, but there are people out there that will really pave the path and, and help you and guide you. They're not going to give it to you. You still have to work for it, but get you a mentor. Get somebody that's done it before. There's multiple, multiple books that people have written because they want to assist people that's going on the path they've gone on because of the mistakes they've made. They're trying to assist them with eliminating those mistakes. Do your research. Make sure it's what you want. Do your own legwork and then figure out where you need assistance or get with a mentor and let them guide you. Let a coach guide you just so you're not just spinning your wheels. And is this something that you do? Yes, absolutely. I do all that, especially in my field. I actually have a couple of mentors now that I'm guiding and it feels good to be able to, you know, you look back and you look at all the mistakes, all the nights you cried and why me and what's going on. And now I'm able to share those testimonies with people that are trying to do the same thing that I'm doing. And it gives me more of a a passion to be able to smile at them and say, hey, listen, this is going to work. Just trust me. I've made the mistakes and it's not going to be easy. And we might have to pivot, go play A, B, C, B, E or F. But at the end of the day, as long as you set a goal and you want it, it will get to the bottom. Right. I love that. I love that. And Totally agree. Right. Like I know coming from or should I say growing up, I know it was a time. It was a time in my life where I felt like I had to figure everything out myself. You know, didn't you didn't even want to take advice from people that may have walked the walk. Right. Like I just felt like I had to learn the hard way, you know, and because I had this mind frame, that's exactly what I did. You know, I learned the hard way. Right. And now that I realized that life doesn't have to be as hard. I've hired business coaches. I attend conferences. I read books. I attend networking events, right? And actually speak up. It could be very hard to call someone, you know, or reach out to someone and say, hey, I need help with this thing, right? For pride or whatever thing it is, right? But I'm learning that it's a rewarding and it's a freeing feeling to be able to do it. You know, something that was so hard is then so freeing, right? So totally, totally agree with that. So you said a word that actually I wanted to dig into more, right? And let me all tell you, right, DeBlair was a guest at the Winhurst United Virtual Summit, second annual. And I was. Yes. And the topic was pivots are powerful. And it sounds like you've pivoted many times in your career. You know, you even just talked about helping your clients pivot as well. So I wanted to kind of just talk about that pivoting, ways you've pivoted, reasons why, and, you know, just the thought process behind it and being okay with those changes. I hadn't always been okay with those changes, though, you know. Sometimes the pivots are forced. And sometimes, yeah, most of my pivots have been forced. And you just look at things and you wanted to go this way. And you said something about relearn the hard way. And I did, too. But my my reason for learning the hard way is because where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of people in my circle or around me that was trying to go where I was going. We just didn't know. My little small city, we don't have a lot of resources. So you had to just continue. Like pivoting was my middle name because I had no choice but to find my own path until I got myself in a room or in a place where I was able to maneuver and ask for help. It took a while. Now I'm set up pretty nice. I have resources and networking all over, like everywhere through multiple, multiple channels. But it didn't come easy and it's not going to come easy for everyone. But pivoting is 
definitely a part of growth. It forces you to be uncomfortable. It forces you to change. It forces you to have a story. It forces you to learn because even though I had to pivot to get where I am, every road that I took, I learned something from it. And you have to look at it like there was a lesson in every actual location. Okay, I was here. That meant something to me. It's not just a waste of my time. Like, what lesson am I going to get out of this? Because this could help me, Not maybe not today, or it might not even be for me. It could be for someone else. So you have to hold on to those pivots and you have to constantly keep that positive mindset because you can easily take yourself down a negative viral road and your pivots will just be a waste of time and it can take you into a depression. Mm, mm, I like that. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. You know, pivots were forced. Let's dig into that a little bit. Okay. What I thought I wanted was really not where I needed to be. Like I told you before, I went to college and did not even know what I wanted to do. I had no idea what degree I was going after. I ended up getting into, I was computer engineering at first. And it was only because I saw one of my friends that I knew that was in this building. And I was like, what are you doing? She was like, oh, I'm signing up for this, where the people that's in my business, this is what we do. I was like, oh, what's your degree? She said, oh, it's computer science. No, it was engineering. I was like, oh, I'm going to stay here with you. I'm going to see what that's about. That wasn't even my path. I just happened to see her. God forbid if she was a chemistry major and I would have sat by her, I probably would be kicking myself right now because that was not my lane. But I ended up enjoying, you know, the whole writing programs, the IT side of the house. So I just kind of forced myself to be in that field. And that probably was the best thing that ever happened to me because those technology skills that I obtained has basically been monumental in everything that I do because the world is full of what? Nothing but technology. If you don't know technology, you are left behind. You are left behind. So it just forced me to do it. Other things, you know, becoming a massage therapist, that is when I discovered my health issues. And I was forced to change because as a massage therapist, you know, you work a lot with your hands. And that's when I discovered my autoimmune issue. We can talk a lot about that, like, I don't know, in this segment or uh, later on. But we were learning, like, when you're in massage therapy school, you're pretty much learning the entire anatomy. I felt like I was going to school to be a doctor. Because you have to learn every disease, every portion of the body. And if somebody has something on their skin, if something is going on. So that is how I learned that I had an autoimmune issue when we were talking about that. And I was like, I think I have that. And, you know, I talk about it in my book a little bit. And I went to my physician and lo and behold, I was absolutely right. Because of that, I was forced to leave that field and do something else because of what I had discovered. So I, I didn't want to, because I was going, I just knew this was it for me. I was going to start a whole business. And then I discovered I didn't like touching people who are strangers. So I was like, it ain't what I thought it was. So it's been, you know, story after story with the things that I thought I wanted to do that, you know, things were discovered, lessons were learned. So. Right, right. I love that. Yes, you just said the word that popped into my head, right? Self-discovery. Don't be afraid to explore, put yourself out there. It may work, it may not work, right? But there'll be some valuable lessons learned in between. Another thing that I thought of when I was listening to you was it's always working, right? It's always working, whether we know it or not, you know, in that moment, it's always working. I think that is 
Like it gave me chills to hear you say, you know, like you learned about a disease you had for a path, a career path that you were looking to go into. Right. So what if you, you know, would have said, oh, no, I don't want to go to massage therapy. No, not going to do that. You know, like how much longer would it have taken for you to learn something that you obviously needed to learn about yourself? Right. Absolutely. And then again, again, we have very similar paths, right? Like when I went to college and chose computer science, I literally like went into college, didn't know what I was going into college for, right? And I picked computer science when I was in school. And it was only because at that time, that's what people was making money. They had just, they were getting like cars and, you know, it's like, okay, people making money here. I'll do this. You know, I didn't have that vision at that time, but it did lend me to be able to just have a great background, go into project management, you know, like it's all been purposeful, right? So I want to touch on something that you led into as far as mindset, you know, having a positive mindset and having the outlook on life that you had, which basically carried you thus far. What advice do you have in reference to mindset and positivity? Mindset is the difference between a good life and a struggling life to me. It's a huge difference. It's all about, I don't want to, I would say perspective because everything is subjective to a person's perspective. You know, I could get into, God forbid, a car accident and I could let it ruin my whole day, my whole life or whatever. But depending upon how I look at that whole little situation will determine the outcome of how I feel like what my day will look like, you know, and a lot of people feel to remember that. And we are accustomed to always complaining possibly or looking at what is wrong. You literally have to train yourself to look at what is right because it's something that could be potentially one of your values. Like if you grew up around people that had that type of mindset, like that is what you know. It's not like something you can just like take a light switch and turn on. That's a learned behavior. You know what I mean? If you if your family or your parents taught you to always look at the bright side, we heard that saying Always look at the bright side. We never knew what that meant when we were younger. You know, we knew when something was going on. Our parents back in the days, they were struggling. They're not going to look at the bright side. Oh, I lost my job. Let me find something great, you know, to pull out of this situation. You know what I mean? That takes a lot, a lot of training and the right people in your corner in order for you to do that. And it didn't happen for me. And I still look today. I feel like I have a very, very positive mindset, but I still have to work on it. You know what I mean? Because we're still human. And specifically with death, with COVID and all that stuff going on, how am I supposed to find something positive out of all my family members passing away? Like, God, what do, what do you want me to do? Like, how can I remain positive? So that during that time was a huge test. I got these medical issues. How am I supposed, like, what do you want me to think? What am I supposed to say? Like, like Lord, you're testing me. You know what I mean? I know when somebody, if I feel like I'm having a bad day, shift my mindset, that's easy. I can do that. But now when things that I can't control is happening, what do you expect me to do? And half of the population, we're not equipped like that. That's why we have a lot of people depressed. The suicide rate is high. You know, people are not able to cope with just everyday life because their mindsets are, they're not equipped to handle what's going on. Right. Right. I totally agree. So what advice do you have for a person that's like, well, I want to improve my mindset, but what's my first step? You got to be intentional with it. You know, paying attention to your conversation and the people that are around you. If you are around people that's negative all the time, like nine times out of 10, you're going to be negative. You know, 
if you are around people that, you know, has a different type of attitude or there's doing something different, you know, read books. Like there's a lot of books and I'm big on reading books now because I'm an author. <laughs> and I was really honestly wasn't before that, but I didn't realize the power in people. They want to share their word with everybody. So that was just a, a great avenue to do it. You know what I mean? Like paying attention to your behavior in order for you to want to change. You first have to do a self-analysis and realize what the problem is. A lot of people don't feel like they're a problem or whatever. Like you have to first be real with yourself and find out what your issue is. What are you lacking? Like your mindset is negative. Why? Because it may just need to be a potential shift. Like, you know, instead of saying I can't do it, just say like I will do it. You know, oh, I'm I'm going to be late. No, I'm going to be on time. It's just little different ways to have conversation with yourself to put those positive affirmations in the air. I write affirmations down all the time now. So I have a book of affirmations. I know exactly what I want my life to look like. I know exactly how I want my day to be. And I know exactly the type of people I want in my environment. So Mm -hmm. you have to first start with that. And those are like, that's that's small, you know? Right. It's small, but let's not discredit because you said some things, you know, that that's a toolkit, you know, within itself. I love that. Right. Definitely agree with the friends. What do they say? You are the sum of the five people around you. Because I think telling the person to look at themselves, right? Like that could be hard. You know, what you mean? Look at myself. I think I'm great, right? Well, look at the five people around you, right? Because it's easy to look at, you know, and see imperfections in other people. I feel like easier than it is to see them in yourself. Well, look at the five people around you because most of the time, more times than not, they're a mirror, right? So if you don't like what that mirror is looking like, then it's probably some things within you that need to be changed, right? words. Oh my goodness. The words you spoke, the affirmations, like words are so, so important and they shape us, right? Like I call them our superpower, whether we realize it or not, right? Like it was so many times that I didn't use my words to my own best interest, right? And it took me years to realize the power that I had just from the words that I spoke. So I thought that was amazing, amazing advice. And then books. So tell us, Tell us your favorite affirmation. Oh, my God. I have like a hundred of them. Let me see what my favorite is. I say my favorite one is like, I affirm that God will expose quickly, remove swiftly any person, place or thing that does not have my best interest at heart. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I say that one every day. Just God will basically expose quickly anybody that doesn't mean me well or if it's a path that you have for me. And they're meant to destroy my path that he will identify them and allow me to remove them quickly out of my life. Yeah, look, speaking to the people that's (laughs) around us, right? So that ties in perfectly. You know what stuck out to me in relation to that? You know, when they say goals, like in setting goals, our goals should be smart, right? So it's like specific, measurable, attainable, attainable, relatable, and timely, right? So I heard timely in yours, like the words swiftly and quickly, like those were the words that did it for me, right? Like, let's not waste time here, you know, get them up and out, right? So we can move forward. I love that. That was good. So tell us more about your book. You've been hitting around about your book, Blair. (laughs) We want to know more about the book. Okay. Well, yes, I am a new author. I wrote a book called Resilient AF, which you guys can fill in the blank. And it's pretty much, oh my God, it, it took a lot out of me to write that book. Never had any intentions to be an author, write a book or anything like that. But my path that I had to pivot so much, it led me here. 
And it all—it was just like an epiphany because I did an interview for this, it was Clorox or somebody that was sponsored by them. And they did like a little documentary on me and they were asking me about like, you know, my why and tell me about your background and the stuff that I was telling them, they were like, oh my God, like, are you serious? Because I was just, you know, hinting on the, the whole racial thing back in my hometown, like everything that I'm involved with, but all these issues that I have going on, but I'm talking like it's nothing. You know what I mean? So they were like, oh my God, this is crazy. And at that point, I never realized how powerful my story was and how much I just basically pushed through like it's nothing when most people would have been like six feet under because of everything that, you know, that they went through. I'm private. And a lot of the things that I was sharing with them, it was hard because I never shared my story. I never shared my life. I never told people anything about me. I just, my goal was just to help others. Didn't want people to experience what I went through. I just wanted to help others. And my clients got to the point where they were just asking me like, you're always asking us our why, but you never tell us your why. We don't even know your story. And for me to say, I'm a coach, I want to help people. Like, what gives me that credibility? You know, where, where am I relating to people? I do feel a certain type of way when I'm sharing with my friends and they're not sharing back. So I'm thinking like, my people are sharing all this with me and I'm sitting here as if my world is just perfect and it's far from it. Let me show people my struggles and let me do it in the way that I want to do it, where it's not about me, but it's my story to help others. So I wanted to place it in a way where it's beneficial. Like you hear what I'm saying, you see what I did. Let me show you how I got through it so you can pull from that and, and be assisted in the process. Does that make sense? It does. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you know, and that is one of the best ways to increase your know, like, and trust factor, right? Like people relate more to, well, of course, you know, they're attracted to you by the glitz and the glam, right? But what makes you relatable is knowing that, oh, you, we've gone through some of the same things. You know, so having the courage to actually share that story, I think is super, super amazing. Y'all check out D. Blair's book. The link will be in the show notes, right? So you talked about, you know, coming from where you came from, right? And I know that encouraging people to understand that they don't have to be a product of their environment is a big thing for you. So give us a little glimpse into your environment that you came from and how you were able to pull yourself out of that and the advice you have for others to do the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my environment, it was to me, it was the perfect environment at the time. But for someone that wants to grow, there's not a lot of opportunity for growth, just like any other small city. You don't have a lot. You know, we don't have a lot of big companies or we don't have a lot of people just busting out the doors to spend money to make the city more lucrative. So you have what you have and you are only as good as the people that are around you. You know, even trying to create a lane for yourself. Will people support you? Will they be able to support you? Because they can only do what is allowed and what is given to them in that location unless you just pick up and move. So when you realize that you want a little more than what's offered to you, you have to come up with strategies and plans to get there, you know. Where I grew up humbled me and it definitely made me the person I am today. So I would not take that away at all. But in the process, I knew that it, it wasn't meant for me to stay there. You know what I mean? I don't 
think I could do what I'm doing today being where I was, like if I would have just stayed there because my mindset wouldn't be the same. Some of the, the ways I think, some of the ways I move is not conducive with how things are moving in my small city. We're still fighting a racial battle. We're still fighting with just being able to succeed as not just a woman, but a black woman. So how dare you be successful in that city? So it's just a lot that you have to, to fight. And then even sometimes you're fighting against other people that don't want to see you do well. Not because they don't want to, but just because they're not. If that makes any sense. Right. It reminds me, what are they saying? People, people want to see you do good, but not better than they doing. Right. Right. You know, and that definitely is a mindset. I do agree that sometimes you have to remove yourself from a situation if you want to see your wings spread, so to say. Right. So I am recently, well, I say recently, I'm going on five years, five years ago, I moved from New Jersey down to Florida. Right. And my catalyst to move was my daughter going off to college. She was going to New Orleans. And I'm like, you can't be that far from me. I got to get closer to you, you know, even though it still was a nine hour difference. But I didn't realize the transformation that would occur for me getting out of what was familiar to me, you know, and even though New Jersey right next to New York, so many resources because of what I had become accustomed to, the circles I chose to run in, the things I chose to occupy my time with, like that's all I knew, right? But when I moved myself to a new city, didn't know anyone, and I was starting to get this new idea of what I wanted my life to look like, like I wanted to go more into business and take entrepreneurship serious. I had just graduated with my master's, moving to a location where I knew no one else, I didn't have anything else to do but to do stuff with business, right? Like I didn't have a party crew because I was a party. I'm a, I'm a recovering party girl, right? So I didn't have the party crew, right? So then it's like, okay, what am I going to do with my time? Well, I got to do something. I'm going to go to this business class, you know, and do all of these other things. Had I not done that, uh, we wouldn't be here talking because Winhurst United, I don't think Winhurst United would exist, to be honest. So totally agree with getting yourself out of what's comfortable Sometimes the resources might not be there, but also sometimes your mindset might be so closed because of what you know there that even if the resources were there, you're not looking for them. We got merch. Go to winhersunited.com forward slash shop to check out the Winhers t-shirts. There are two options available for you in multiple colors. Get one for you and a friend. One is called the Winhurst Courageous T-shirt and the other is called the Winhurst Birthright T-shirt. The material is top-notch and the designs are too cute. Remember, you're a Winher every day, so you might as well wear the T-shirt. Get yours today at winhersunited.com forward slash shop. All right, so... You alluded to wanting to tell us more about when you went to school for massage therapy. So let's get into that story. Well, that was just the journey, I guess, that began like really my why for making sure I take care of myself. And I was thankful that prior to that, I was already into health and fitness because I started doing competition. So I was already eating so clean. I was already working out in the environment with people that focus on health and wellness. And I 
honestly, one of my doctors told me like, hey, you are probably because when I found out I was at the beginning stages of what was going on with me. And he said, you found out early and your health has been been consistent as a result of how your lifestyle is, because I never was a smoker, a drinker. I never smoked cigarettes. I'll say that I did some bad things back in my days, but (laughs) nothing too bad, nothing too bad. But I, I pretty much maintain a healthy life. And as a result of that, I still deal with my health battle. You know, I see doctors on a regular basis. It's just my day to day. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? And it's just scary knowing when I found out, but now every day, because my I had two aunts to pass away from the very things that I have going on with me. And they passed away, one in her 20s and the other one in her late 30s, early 40s. And I'm in that era, you know, but I've been getting good reports, you know, going to the doctors and and I want to attribute it to how I live my life. You know, that's the only thing I can attribute it to. So it's just nervous going to the doctors, getting your blood work done, not really knowing what the results are going to be. So you have to have a positive mindset in order to every three months go and get checked up because I go every three months. It's not every year, no annual. So I go four times a year to get, you know, extenuous blood work done to just make sure everything is still moving the way it is. I take medication every single day. Don't want to, but I pretend like they're vitamins. I don't even think about it. You know, I have to like look at things differently, you know, because if, if not, I'll just like allow myself to just be in existence and not really be living, if that makes sense. Right, right. I like the way you frame that. And I see that also, like you talked about as far as mindset, but it's really self-care as well. You know, like, what do I have to do to care for me so that I can show up to be my best person? And it's so funny, you know, like I was just having a conversation in relation to, you know, these are the things I have to do. This is how I look at it, like what you said. And like my family has a history of alcoholism. You know, I myself am in recovery from drug and alcohol abuse. Right. So it's having a conversation as far as, you know, the sometimes you could get stuck in a comparison game of. Well, how come my life doesn't look like this? You know, how come these people can do this, but I can't? And having that acceptance of you are where you are for whatever reason, this is what your life looks like. So what do you have to do? Like, I love the health, clean eating, you know, like those things, like looking at your medicine as vitamins. Like for me, I have to attend recovery meetings. Well, I don't have to, but I choose to, right? Because I want to continue to stay well, you know? Mm -hmm. So making whatever decisions you need to make, to be your best, right? You know, to live that successful life, like it said in your bio. So I love that. Absolutely. So you have a lot of things going on, Deblair. You you know, you got a lot of things going on, right? You work with a lot of great brands. So talk to us, right? I know before we started this interview, like you told me you got, you know, I don't want to drop the name if I ain't supposed to, but you have a photo shoot tomorrow with a big brand. You were just talking about how you was talking to Clorox. Like you're talking to people that some people want to talk to. (laughs) How did, you, how did you get these opportunities? Well, I have an amazing publicist out there. So shout out to IPY Agency. So, of course, you have to know people that can get you in rooms and also just being consistent and genuine with how you operate in your life. My integrity is everything. So as long as I'm continuing to do what I love and I'm trying to help people, like one door opens the next door and you never know. Even like me being on here is such an honor because you just never know who will see you the right thing 
opportunities come and, and you just have to be prepared for it. So the one I have tomorrow, it, that's big because it's a nationwide campaign with sickle cell. You know, it's an autoimmune issue. I don't have it, but they could have selected someone that was suffering with the disease, but instead they selected me, you know, so that was huge for, for me to get that. So just doors just continue to open. Even when I first started, I was amazed and I always share this. I was on good. Well, my brand was featured on Good Morning America. And that right there was just like, that took my breath away because I never thought that somebody coming from where I come from would even be able to even be seen, you know, that right there. And I'm, I brought that up not to name job, but to bring up a mindset thing. It, it put me in a place where I said, I can do it. Like I can be in rooms or places you know, you see these things on TV and, and you see all these people and you never fathom the fact that this could one day be you or you could be that name or, or that brand. You know what I mean? So it just humbles you and it makes you work harder to say, like, I'm no different than anybody else. So if they can do it, definitely, you know, put myself in a position. What's my end goal? And just chop away and run that marathon and get there. I love that. I love that. You made me think of one of my favorite sayings, right? Like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, where we can have these goals that are super larger than life, right? And it can seem like they're unattainable. But like you said, keep chopping away, keep chopping away. Shout out, shout out to Adrienne, right? <laughs> so talk to us though, because you talked about when you first started, you got on Good Morning America. You said good right, morning. my brand. It wasn't yeah, me, but they, my brand, they, my clothes and stuff. They did a feature of the eight-figure brand on Good Morning America. I love that. So did you have a publicist back then or no? Yeah, she, that was the first big thing that she got me. Okay. It was, it was Adrian, yeah. Uh, listen, Adrian coming through. Y'all need a publicist. Listen, is it sounding like, <laughs> you know, we got, we got all the resources. And, and Adrian was also a guest on When Hers United, the podcast back season one season one i'll drop that in the show notes as well she is booked she is not accepting anymore oh sorry y'all we're cutting no, i'm just playing out. i'm being selfish <laughs> she is i just call her to myself but i'm just I'm <laughs> look so that must mean she good look you know <laughs> i love that i love that so you know and that goes to I feel like one of the pitfalls that many entrepreneurs and i'm speaking to me right as well, fall into is trying to do everything ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. I'm about to be my own website designer. I'm about to be my own graphic artist. I'm about to be my own publicist. I'm about to be my own writer. I'm about Me. to be my own everything. <laughs> I actually just, today, I just hired two people. Today, I just hired an assistant. Good. I did. I did. I don't know what that looks like. And I, you know, how you used to back in the days, like, man, I need an assistant. Man, I need an assistant. I ain't never think that was going to happen. You know what I mean? I never thought I would get to a point where I would need an assistant. Anybody can use one, right? No matter what you're doing. But I never thought I would get to a point where this pivot is forced. Hey, I got to let so go with some of this control because I want to be able to do it. And I know if I do it, it's going to be done right. So now it's time for me to let go of some of these things and trust the process and let Somebody else help me. And this, oh God, this is tough. This is tough, but I need my time. Right. All right. I love that. I love that. You you spoke to my heart. Look, you spoke to my heart, right? Because it's like, look, my baby 
I want to do my baby the way I want to do my baby. I don't know if yes. you're going to do it like I'm going to do it. So how can yes. I let you do it? Right. But really having that going back to mindset, that mindset shift of, yeah, you probably can do it. Right. But can you sacrifice that time? Right. Because time is a resource that we can never get back. So outsourcing and allowing other people to help us and work in their superpower. Right. So then we can shift our energy to other things that we're more gifted at. Absolutely. I love that. All right. So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. My latest win. All right. Let me roll this Rolodex and see what the latest win is. Okay. I have one. I have a client that I've been struggling with for so long. She's in my program. And you could not have told me that this lady wouldn't do something to herself. It was bad to the point where I almost had to walk away from her and said that, like, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Because not that I can't, but this is beyond my control. Like, I want you to go somewhere else and get help. And I really thought that I had lost her. You know, she would not. We had Zoom calls. She won't show her face on the camera. She won't take pictures of herself to show progress. You know, barely speaks up or whatever. So I was just like, oh, my God. So I had a long talk with her and I was almost about to tell her like, hey, I can't do this anymore with you. Like, I want to stay in contact with you, but I need to refer you to someone else. Like I woke up that like one morning and she had taken her before pictures that she would. Oh, my gosh, she would never do. So she sent me pictures of her. And that is something she would never, ever, ever, ever do. So apparently something I said to her, something God gave me. It allowed me to speak something in her that she trusted me enough to show me herself where she hid herself from people for years. She even she worked from home and, and she has her camera off. You know what I mean? Like if she goes outside, she's covered up. So she was able to send me pictures and we talked about it. And it was a celebratory moment. It was a win because she won. So that right there is it gives me more passion to say. I'm doing the right thing and I want to keep doing it. So that's why my energy stays up and, and it, it just never gets old for me. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. And from listening to your win, I just pulled out some business advice, right? Business advice, business tips, or really life advice, right? Like sometimes we have to have difficult conversation. You could have sent her an email. Sorry, you know, at this time, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. You know, here's a list of people you could work with or I'll follow back up with you in a couple months to see if you want to start over and cut it off. Right. But you actually decided to have the difficult conversation and it led to not only you being able to continue forward with your business, but her having a breakthrough within itself. Right. So not only helped you also help this lady. I think that's super super amazing. And then you spoke to something that's super important for your clients, as well as super important for people that work for you, right? Is building trust. You know, like a lot of times it's not that a person doesn't want to do a thing, you know, is that they don't have trust in you as a person or trust in the process. And it probably may not even be anything personal. It could be from childhood trauma, you know, whatever different mindset belief to where this person doesn't have trust. Right. But building that trust allows the relationship to grow and flourish. Right. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Love that. 
All right. So tell us what being a winner means to you. So being a winner means I'm resilient AF. <laughs> that means that my pivots are powerful and my powerful and my lessons are intentional. So it's just being an amazing person altogether and just allowing everything that you go through to basically mold you into who you are, embrace that and use that as a testimony so you can help the next win her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, we might turn that into a t-shirt. Look, we're doing something with that, D-Blair. We're doing something. We're doing something. All right. So before we let you go, do you have any parting words or advice for us? Yes, I do. I want to just let everybody know I have my women's conference. It's called Resilient AF. It's in September. And my whole goal is just to help the next person. You know, I'm only taking 75 slots because it's going to be a very, very intimate setting. We will have mental health therapists there. And it's not just a motivational conference. It's a transformational conference. You will leave there with action items and you will leave there knowing how to get to the next step. I have some powerful keynote speakers. We're going to have breakout rooms. This is going to be lessons we're teaching, we're pouring into you. And I just encourage everyone, you know, come out and just be a part of it. We will offer, after we sell out, we will offer the virtual session for people that are not able to attend. But regardless if you attend my conference or not, I just want people to be intentional with where you want your life to be. We wake up every single day and we get the news and we see people are losing their lives. Like, it's not even anything that you're doing. So you just have to make sure every moment that you spend with a person, your time is valuable. So make sure you're using it wisely. Like don't waste time doing things that d- does not mean you anything in life. Set boundaries. Be intentional with your boundaries. Be intentional with who you allow in your space. Be intentional with, with what you allow your eyes to see, your ears to hear. Just be a good person altogether. And it will get you a long way in life. I love that. I love, love, love that. So tell us the location of your event as well as the dates. It's September 16th through the 18th. It's at the Embassy Suites in Cobb County in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. All right. Oh, and you can purchase tickets www.raf-live.com or follow me on Instagram. It's splattered all over my page at I am the Blair. You can find the information there as well. Okay. And is there any other way that people can connect with you or is IG the best way? I have a website, eightfigure.com, iamdeblair.com. You can Google me, not trying to be funny, but if you Google my name, it'll pop up. <laughs> so there's multiple ways to, to connect with me. And I would love for you guys, if you have any health and wellness questions, I would love to get you to that next step. Ask me anything. As long as I see it, I respond to everybody. I love, you know, people. So I love connecting and I love helping people. So if you're on a struggle bus and you need that extra push, I would love to be of assistance to you. All right. All right. Listen, celebrating wins, right? Like I feel like bragging has such a bad connotation, right? Because like if we don't clap for us, you know, or celebrate us or recognize our accomplishments, how do we expect other people to, right? So the fact, listen, Google me. I love that. (laughs) Look, holler. That's, that's, you know, hashtag goals, right? But thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, G. Blair. So, so appreciate you joining us today. This was amazing. I appreciated you and the flow of the conversation. I love it. I love it so much. I really enjoyed this interview with the Blair and I hope you did as well. 
My takeaway for today is to value the lessons that come from my experience, even if the experience is not what I want. I truly believe there is a reason for each season of our lives. And if we learn what is needed, we'll be elevated to our next. What's your takeaway from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email is whenhersunited at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I look forward to receiving an email from you. Also, don't forget to go to whenhersunited.com forward slash podcast. This is where you'll find the show notes for this episode. In the show notes, you can read DeBlair's bio. You can get the links to connect with DeBlair. You can get the Cash App handle for WinHers United, the direct link to my Buy Me a Coffee page, the link to get your WinHers t-shirt, and more. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower on.